Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good evening, Razorback fans. We want to welcome you to the one, the only Hog Talk podcast live from the Sterling Soap and Roastery Studios. We're part of the Believe and Buzz Radio Networks, where you can hear us on all podcast platforms, as well as Buzz to 106.7 in Central Arkansas. So please like, rate, and review our podcast. And all live shows are presented to you by Arkansas Brewing Company in downtown Ozark, as well as Bet Online. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. And tonight we have a special guest, professional storm chaser, avid Razorback fan, uh, Zachary Hall. Uh, man, I've been following all your stuff. Uh, I, I know this time of year it, it's crazy because you, you know, being in Arkansas, you have all four seasons in one day. So being the storm chaser, I, I don't know if I – mean, and me doing satellite, I think we have same kind of the same profession, but I don't drive into the storm. I try, I try to get away from the storm, so I appreciate you coming on tonight. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on. I, like you said, I'm an avid Razorback fan. So anytime someone invites me to talk sports, I'm down for sure. So I guess just talk about, you know, what got you into – I mean – of course, we all love storms. We all, again, here in Arkansas, when tornado sirens go off, we want to go outside and look at the storm. <laughs> you know, it's one. So, what got you involved in really from being in, invested and in, in, in liking storms and really saying, hey, I want to kind of do this for a living? Yeah. I grew up with an interest in weather. I've always been a weather nerd, even when I was young, high school. Um, I lived in central Oklahoma for a short time. Well, a short time. Actually, it was longer. It was three or four years plus. Uh, they get some wild weather out there, brother. Yes. Uh, so that kind of reinforced my interest to move back to Arkansas, where I'm from originally. From a small town called Hackett, Arkansas, which is just south of Fort Smith. Um, man, we get our fair share of weather here, too. So I grew up with that, and I just never lost it. Um, and as I got into high school and then eventually graduated, went on to college, uh, I didn't really have any interest in doing, like, broadcast news stuff. Uh, I love our state meteorologist here. I'm friends with a lot of them. That's not for me. I didn't really want to do National Weather Service. I wanted to be a storm chaser, but they're not really lining up <laughs> to hire a storm chaser. Yeah. So I kind of had to carve my own path. I went to college and did some other stuff, and uh, I eventually looped back around to it. And what started as a hobby, chasing storms, traveling a lot, turned into a career. And I'm so blessed and thankful to be able to do do it like I do. Yeah, and living in Hackett, I mean, it, it going to Central, I remember I used to work in Weatherford, Oklahoma, and I got my first taste of of, of the weather and how fast storms move. People don't realize what an 80-mile-per-hour storm looks like coming in. And, and oh I remember I was getting changed to go have dinner, perfect blue skies come out to tornado sirens, and it was a matter of 10, 15 minutes. I mean, yeah. the storm was in Altus, Oklahoma, and, and it just blew right into Weatherford. So, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, storm chasing has always been fascinating to me. My son loves the weather. I mean, he, you know, he, he's got autism and that's his niche. He loves weather. He loves uh, chasing storms. And, you know, uh, Joe Pennington was actually from Altus. Yeah. So oh, yeah. We knew each other for a long time. So for one of his birthdays, I took him up there before. It was right before Channel 5 moved to um, Johnson. I took him and he got to go inside the storm. Oh, uh, so it was really cool for him to be able to, to witness that. And so I guarantee you that you've, you know, we all grew up watching that show on the discovery channel with the, the dominator and, and Reed Timmer and someone <laughs> yeah. that really, I guess when you talk about really popularizing other than the movie twister back in the nineties, you know, he really brought more awareness to people and I'm sure he kind of paved the way in, in a essence of, people who really want to storm chase, you know, what impact has he had on your storm chasing career? And have you, I've seen you've posted pictures alongside of it. I mean, how yeah. cool is that you watch somebody on TV and then you're actually storm chasing right there beside them. It is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I grew up with Reed, you know, discovery channel, storm chasers and, you know, movies and stuff. And I mean, he definitely reinforced my, my interest and my love for weather and storm chasing. And yeah, I mean, I've been blessed 
uh, to meet him in person. And I've had lunch with him and spent a lot of time with him, honestly. And I, um, I mean, he's the same quirky, really smart, cool guy that you see on TV and YouTube and all that. And, you know, Reed's a really good guy, but yeah, definitely. I mean, he's the Tiger Woods of storm chasing, you know, if they're in a storm chasing world, he's the Tiger Woods. He's, he's that brash guy who went out and carved, you know, did things that people thought you couldn't do. And he's still going today. I mean, he still whips my butt. I mean, when it comes to competitiveness, I don't really like to think of it that way, but when it comes to working hard and getting content and doing what we're supposed to be doing, that dude, I mean, he doesn't stop. I don't know how he does it, but he's a, uh, he's pretty incredible. And what goes into that? I mean, all right. So just walk through a day you wake up and, and I'm sure you've already got and you, with your knowledge and the weather and you can kind of tell like a couple of days out. All right. I think yeah. storms are going to pop off here. So, you know, things are going to pop off on a Tuesday. What, what's your preparations like on a Monday and then walk us through, you know, you find that storm, you know, just how intense things can really get. And then if you're not careful when a storm changes directions on you, just yeah. what's the closest you've really been to danger. So obviously when in the weather world, you know, we have a pretty good signal. I, I like to call them signals five to six days out. Doesn't mean it's a forecast. It's a signal. Well, if that signal is persistent through day three and day four, you start to refine that forecast, you know, are the ingredients there for significant severe weather? Are we going to, are we, are we going to do this by days two and three? We're really starting to get close. The forecast is starting to fine tune the day before we're refining our location. Maybe there's one, maybe there's two. And then the morning of you likely have that, we call it mesoscale parameter space that you're looking at. You know, are we going to do this? Are we going to make the trip if we didn't leave the night before? Uh, I'm blessed to live in Arkansas so I can reach Western Kansas and West Texas and Central Oklahoma in a day's notice. And, uh, you know, that morning of a lot of times people may not realize that we have some incredible forecasting techniques, but a lot of times, man, we don't really know for sure what's going to happen until the day of. Weather is it's tough. Um, and yeah, that day of, I mean, we, we go out and we pursue and a lot of things unfold on that day of. Um, and I've been pretty close. I've been very close to a tornado down in Texas. It was on accident. I was chasing at night. I lost service and didn't realize the storm was approaching my location. It made a hard right turn. Uh, just an ignorant mistake on my part. I was pretty young in it at the time. I haven't made that mistake since, but yeah. uh, it was well, like being in a car wash with, you know, with, you know, some uh, grief falling around and, um, but I've never been hit by a strong tornado. I would probably would be here sitting here talking to you if that would happen. But I've been to Hurricane Ian, which was a very strong hurricane, Hurricane Ida. So uh, some pretty intense stuff. But that's that's what I live for. Oh yeah, and we we get to see your storm tracker. Is thank you. You're on your third one. You know. So I mean, <laughs> you know, the people that are blessed that you've been blessed by to, to you know your your sponsors who hook you up with these vehicles and your wraps. I mean, you got a pretty pretty sweet ride and thank you i think that's prideful that you get to not only do it as a hobby but you get to be looked as your peers as one of those people that have worked their tail off you know paved the way yeah. and really you know done this and worked your way up so when you see your your wrapped vehicle coming up beside it and you gotta you know talk about your partner and just you know how much fun y'all have together and i'm sure you spend a long times in those yeah you put a post out today like what was your longest trip and i think mine was 23 22 23 yeah. hours in connecticut to arkansas but just talk oh about your real quick and 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 you know just how long y'all been working together yeah so uh, most of the spring the spring before i worked with a guy named frankie shepherd um and he's of course a storm chaser in his own right we did a lot of work together this spring and yeah i mean he a lot of times he drove and I would sit in the passenger seat and do a lot of the the technology side. Um, man, you get to know you get to know a person doing that much traveling, and uh, you you know we referenced the long trip. I was with another guy named Brad Arnold last year, and we made the trip to South Florida for Hurricane Ian. And man, I did not realize how far South Florida is from Western Arkansas. <laughs> That's a long ways. I've been oh, yeah. to North Dakota before, North Central Minnesota, chasing. Um, man, you just don't realize how far these places are until you actually make the drive and make the trip. But yeah, there's a lot of travel involved. You kind of get callous to it eventually, but doesn't mean it's easy when you punch in the GPS at 10 o'clock and you're eight hours from home. So mm -hmm. uh, this is part of the job. You, that's what happens when you travel. Well, and 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 we're, we're kind of blessed where we live in Arkansas. If you're going north, east, or west, you're okay because of 40 and 49. If you're going mm -hmm. south, like even to Destin, you know, there's nothing really that takes you south opposed to going through Little Rock and then you got to go through Pine Bluff or 
You go weekly yeah. and jut down south that way. So, I mean, that's the longest part of it. I think we, we're going to South Carolina one year, and my dad gets the bright idea. Hey, let's take Highway 64 across Tennessee. And I want to tell you. <laughs> that's an hour. We talk about testing a family and testing there. You know, this is back in the 80s and 90s. When there's no cell phones. There was nothing. I'm in the back seat of a Monte Carlo with all of our luggage and we're going across 64 at 55 miles an hour going across Tennessee. So, you know, it, what that was the longest trip I should say it felt like anyways, but yeah, it, it's just the thing, I guess as fascinating as what I want to know is, you know, you wanted it to be a hobby. I mean, how hard was it for you to really, and with your family be like, all right, I, I'm going to take this deep dive into this, Venture kind of like what I do as a hobby. Yeah. You know, you know, how much trust did you have in yourself? And and talk about your family's, you know, impact on hey, you know, letting you do that. And now this is kind of guess your full time job now. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, before this, I had, I did a lot of storm chasing. I started really going after it in like 2017, 2018, 2019, um, and then I started to build a pretty good network. And I started to realize like, hey, I, I think I have something here. Um, <clears throat> And then a guy named Stuart Rowland, who owns Stu's Clean Cooking here in Western Arkansas, it's a real prominent meal prep company, was the first person to kind of reach out and be like, hey, you know, what's your marketing tools like? You know, what do you think you can do, make something work? And, and we met and he gave me the green light to storm chase as much as I want. And I kind of did some stuff for him on the side that would afford me to do uh, the opportunity. And that was when, you know, the professional light turned on to where I did it as a profession and I mean, it changed my life. I'm forever grateful to, to Stu and, and Clean Cooking for that. But um, once that started, it was, you know, pedal to the metal, traveling as much as possible. My wife was on board. She knew that as long as it could be done as a profession and be financially fruitful for us as a family, she was okay with it. And that came with sacrifice. I'm gone a lot. Um, a lot of people may not realize this, but I obviously I'm known as the Arkansas Storm Tracker but I have a completely separate nationwide. I travel all over the country and pursue severe weather. So if there's something significant going on that I deem is, you know, worthy of covering, I usually go. So I'm gone a lot and I've done that now for the last three years. So it's been a lot of work, a lot of travel, and I'm blessed to have sponsors that allow me to do it. And of course, social media does a great job of paying me as well. So I was, I was just about to add that, you know, what is the social media COVID? You know, co we, we talk about oh my gosh. in a negative light, but, and it was, but it's like for the social media content creators and, and the TikTokers and, the, you know, the YouTubers, that really took shape and form because that's what everybody relied on. You know, everybody yeah. was in their homes and they got on social media. You know, also, you know, Cody, thank you, Zach. We enjoy your weather reports. You know, people, your fans, you know, when I looked you up, over 100,000 followers on across a couple of, you know, platforms. You know, what impact did did COVID have on your career and, and how that helped boost? And last kind of question before we flip over into the, the sports side of it, you know, what was the feeling like when you kind of just was like, okay, I made it. I've, I've actually – got my dream and you sit back you're, you're looking at this storm rolling and you're just like this is pretty cool that this is my full-time job yeah I had there was a day it was back in 2021 where I was leaving my house and I, you know I drove away from the house and I think I was heading to Mississippi and it kind of I was going to pick up a buddy of mine to go with me and it kind of dawned on me I'm like man this is like I'm going to punch I'm punching the clock this is my job now like it's COVID was obviously, of course, a horrible thing, but yeah, I mean, it definitely elevated social media usage. People can say what they want about Facebook, complain about it. It is by far and large the most actively used social platform in the world. It's not going anywhere. And it is a huge reason to why I'm able to do what I do. And I'm forever thankful for this platform for allowing me to, because like I mentioned in the first of the podcast, I had no interest in being on the news or working in media like that. I wanted to do it on my own. And this allowed me to do that. Uh, all of the platforms, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, whatever. And I was the same way. Cause I took journalism in, in college 20 years ago. And I, I was always afraid to be in front of people speaking. Mm -hmm. And that's what podcasting allowed me to really break the ice on that is. Yeah. He sees you, they hear you. 
And then you start the live and then still you're not looking at anybody, but you're talking to a bunch of people. So, you know, the social media aspect and being able to, there's times that still, you know, you get a little stage fright, but being able to share your stories and talk about, you know, your life. I mean, there's been, I mean, doing this five years, I've got to share personal moments and stuff on this podcast and stuff. And it's been some good, some bad. And, but it helps break that ice and really you get to sit back like now, you know, my wife, you know, when we got this house, you know, she's like, it, you can, you can have your own office. And for me, it's like really cool that when we come up to record, I get to come upstairs, have my own space opposed to okay. we were in a bedroom and I was on an iPhone <laughs> on, on Zoom. You know, so you yeah. always remember. I'm rocking the phone. I got you. I'm in the kitchen right now. Good. No, you're fine. <laughs> What we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break, commercial break, and then we're going to hop into, I'm sure, with all the storm chasing and the downtime, you know, the, the, the sports aspect and being able to be an avid Razorback fan and get to uh, – sometimes you're out in the middle of nowhere and you get to scream and, and, and be really mad and <laughs> nobody can hear you or be yeah. really happy with something good. But after the break, we'll come back and we'll talk about the, the sports side of, uh, of this story. Okay, cool. Attention DOIers and home improvement enthusiasts. Are you searching for the right tools and the supplies to tackle your next project? Look no further than Mentors Hardware Store. With locations in Ozark, Alma, and Clarksville, our vast selection of hardware and building materials is sure to have everything you need, whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or building a new deck. Most of our knowledgeable staff is always on hand to offer expert advice and guidance. And with our competitive prices and convenient online ordering, Mentors Hardware Store is your one-stop shop for all your DIY needs. Business today, and let's build something amazing together. Are you in need of legal representation? Look no further than the law offices of Robertson, Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson. As the oldest law firm in the River Valley, we have been serving our clients for over 100 years, with locations in Ozark, Fort Smith, and Spring. Our experienced team of attorneys provide expert guidance and advocacy in a wide range of legal areas, including personal injury, family law, criminal defense, and more. Trust in our Harris history and experience to get the results you deserve. Contact the law offices of Robertson Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson today at 479-782-8813. That's 4- 7828813. <laughs> Are you looking for a place to grab a cold drink and some delicious food? Look no further than Arkansas Brewing Company. Located at 201 South 1st Street in beautiful downtown Ozark, our establishment offers a wide selection of craft beers and tasty eats. But what sets us apart is our welcoming atmosphere and friendly staff. At Arkansas Brewing Company, you'll always feel like part of the family. So visit Destiny and Christopher Brockett and staff today and see for yourself what makes us the go-to spot for locals and visitors alike. Arkansas Brewing Company, come for the drinks and stay for the friends. Searching for premium brewery products that will take your daily routine to the next level? Look no further than Sterling Soap Company. Our handmade soaps, aftershaves, and balms are made with only the finest ingredients that give you the ultimate grooming experience. With a variety of scents to choose from, there's something for everyone. Plus, our products are crafted in small batches to ensure the highest level of quality. So why wait? Visit www.sterlingsoap.com or visit our retail store at 16 West Walnut Street in Paris, Arkansas. Shop our collection and discover the difference for yourself. Upgrade your grooming routine with Sterling Soap Company. And we'll welcome you back to the Hog Talk podcast. And we're back with Zachary Hall, professional storm chaser, but alongside of an avid hog fan and you know we can deep dive into the the good the bad and the ugly when it comes to being a great <laughs> sports fan on all sports but really you know the surgeons of eric musselman sam Pittman, of course what dave van horn's been able to do you know i know you probably have a lot of downtime to get able to keep up with the team watch games and stuff like that just talk about the last couple of years and as long as you've been a Razorback fan, just how enjoyable these paths. And, and then we could transition into, you know, your, your thoughts on this year's football team and, and what you think's ahead for Sam Pittman. Well, as far as the big three go, um, in my picking order, it's football, basketball, and extremely close second, and then third baseball. I am a huge Razorback fan. 
I, I live and die by the Razorbacks. You can ask my wife, my closest friends. I'm, I, I'm an emotional mess when it comes to Razorback sports. It's ridiculous. But, I mean, I absolutely love – I know we've had our moments in football the last few years, but I love what, what Sam has done. And then in basketball, I don't know how you can not be excited with the recruiting that he's done or, you know, journey through the tournament. Um, and then the future of the basketball program as well, along with the football program and the baseball team – uh, I would have loved to have seen a little bit more uh, of a journey this year, you know, but uh, baseball, admittedly, when it comes to baseball season, I keep a real close tab on every game via social media. And then towards the season starts to close out, I really start to pay attention. I like to tell people uh, to get my feelings hurt again. And uh, But baseball, it's, uh, it's definitely something that I could probably watch more of, but football and basketball, uh, I have loved what I've seen the last couple of years, not saying we haven't had our moments, but I really, really enjoy both of those. And I'm sure, you know, with the weather playing into the, the baseball, I mean, you know, everybody's yeah. toward that weather. For and, and, you know, well, I'm, I'm gone a lot too. Yeah. It and, seems and like it never fails. Time of the year. It's like, it's, you're coming out of winter into spring in, in Arkansas. Yeah. Again, we're coming out of the changing you know, we could be having a good day, and then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose, and you get you got to be out in Texas, you know. So, and then yeah. you think that you look at you know the the regionals and super regionals in Omaha, you know, all the d- weather delays and stuff. So, I think that is where the, the the casual fans really don't like the weather at times because if it starts cutting into <laughs> the sports, you know, they're like, hey. Hey Zach, can can you move that cloud about fifty miles? Yeah, north? You know, we we yeah we got it. So I'm sure you get all kinds of strange requests and stuff like that. But you know, the football team this year, it just seems like that nine win season put a little bit of a target on Sam Pittman to keep that momentum going. And I think not having that uh, eight nine win season last year, I mean, put a damper on the honey honeymoon phase, as you say. So. I mean, what do you think the pressure outside looking in? What, what kind of pressure do you think Coach Pittman, I mean, bringing in a brand-new OC, brand-new DC, co-DC, you know, what kind of pressure do you think's on the team this year to really perform and and kind of, you know, move? I, I should say, you know, you can't have another seven. And six. You've, got, you've got to bump it up a little bit and have some more success than last year. I And just to start – Last year, I, I truly believe that the reason we did have that damper was the injury, the injury bug. I don't think our defense to start was as, was as, was as bad off as, it, as we ended up. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I think that nine-win season put a little bit of an unfair expectation on Sam and the rest of the team and the coaching staff. But then again, I think Sam did a wonderful job of the rebound he did when it came to the, the coaching hires he's made. I think he's done a, an excellent job in the, in the transfer portal as well. Uh, I really like – I didn't have a problem with Barry Odom, but I love his replacement. I think he brings a lot of high energy. I think he's a good recruiter. I think Marcus Woodson is one of the best recruiters in the country, and you're going to be hard-pressed to, to change my mind on that. I think we're seeing the benefits of that on the recruiting trail for this upcoming class. But um, I think the biggest thing as we move forward into this season, I think a lot of fans want to see us compete. There's no excuse. We have the talent to compete in every game. Uh, that doesn't mean we're going to win every game, but there's there's no reason whatsoever that we can't go in week in week out and compete with these teams and make some noise in the SEC West. I just I don't see any reason why we can't. Yeah, and, and the schedule. Everybody talks about the schedule this year and and how everything lines up. And you know you got LSU your first SEC game, yeah. so, so you got three three games to prepare for LSU and. I, I've stated that I like the fact that LSU's before Texas A&M. Something about the Texas A&M game that always just has that white cloud. You're playing. I know that you need to, you know, going down to Jerry World, and it's just like you've, you play better against LSU. And you know as well as I do, when even back in the day where they played in War Memorial Stadium, you know, they always mm. played LSU tough. And I think that's going to bode well. And again, I've said this over and over again. Do I think that L- Arkansas is going to beat LSU? Not necessarily, but I think a hard-fought win or a hard-fought loss over LSU would bode better than how last year's game against Texas A&M did, that doink field goal, and just how it kind of just put this this feeling. And, and we were talking about, you know, correlating your 
your your your storm tracking in the sports, it's almost like you're getting ready to go to this big chase and you have a flat tire, or or yeah. your or your vehicle goes down and you've got to yeah. go, you've got to go you. vehicle, you know, and it just kind of puts a lull on your day. And I think that LSU Texas A and M split. I, I think you have to split those. If you split that. That go two and two to start out. I think that's going to be very good when it comes into the final stretch because you've you've got these games where either you're beating LSU or you're beating Texas A&M. You're getting again that that team that you just can't. Missouri's another one of them, and catching Missouri very at the end of the year I think has a lot to do with that because you're banged up. And I tell you, yeah. you look at the East and the schedule that they have to play. You look at a team like Georgia that's had to play LSU and Alabama a total of three times since 2013 in yeah. regular season. And and I you can put postseason whatever, but when you don't have to play the best every single year like the teams in the West, I really like this new format where there's no divisions and they're going to pick, you know, you got to play uh, OU or Texas each one every year. I think it's really going to help teams like Arkansas and, and of course, this new SEC layout. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on this new SEC that's coming? I mean, I think it's more fair. I, I mean, I, I'm all for competition. I do want to, before I move on to the new, I do think that brutal stretch. I, I think that we are, this is just me. I know people might not like to hear this. I don't like our odds in playing LSU at yeah. LSU. I don't like our odds in Tuscaloosa. I'm just, so, I'm sorry. I can't, I have a hard time. But I think that we can play A&M tough enough to win. I think we can beat Ole Miss. If we can split those four, or even when one of the three, or excuse me, one of the four. Yeah. I feel like that's a huge victory. But moving into the new schedule, I love it. I mean, I'm not scared of competition. I'm not, but it is time for Arkansas to have a break. And not that we're not going to play some tough teams. I'm not saying that, but not having to go to Georgia, not having to go to Alabama. You know, I like we get Texas at home. We, I just, I think it's a great opportunity for Arkansas if we can, as you know, the transfer portal has changed everything. We can roll out of this season, depending on how much success we have, reload in the portal, and have a solid squad going the next season. The sky's the limit. Now, I'm not saying we're going to win a national championship, but I just I like how things are evolving as we moved on here out of last season. I know some people had a bad taste in their mouth, but Sam's done a good job. I truly think he has. And it gives you time to break in a new quarterback because whoever it may be, I mean, it, yeah. it, and you're, it's going to be hard to replace KJ. And them giving Arkansas a break and showing them some kind of great <laughs> – like, hey, you're going to have a new quarterback after KJ and whoever it be, if it's Jacoby or whoever comes in and, and takes his, his place. But it really helps you out having LSU, Texas, Tennessee at home. you got Ole Miss at home, then you go to Texas A&M, which is Arlington, Mississippi State. Auburn and Missouri. So your your away game. I just want to talk about the away games. Yep. Those away games, A and M, Missouri. Of course, those are games that you know you're better than the team. And yep. until something happens, until Jimbo does something, I don't have any faith in. It. I think he's the most overrated yep. coach. I think Texas A and M is the most overrated program in the SEC. I agree. And they in Missouri. But again, I have to say, until Arkansas starts winning that series, yeah. you have to sit there and eat it. There was a picture of a hog and an apple, and they're like, I can't believe that they this is ta- – well, well, we got to win the game. You, you yeah. can't let Missouri come in. And this is a team even as beat up the team is, you still should be able to take care of Missouri. And I think this is going to be a statement year for Arkansas. I think Rocket Sanders, K.J. Jefferson, I think they want to go out with a bang – and I'm not saying they're going to be world beaters, but I'm saying they're going to have two upset wins this year at least. I they're going to be. They go eight wins, but they're going to have. They're going to surprise a couple teams that they're not favored in, and they're going to upset two teams this year. Well, I, I was talking to someone about this today. You've got KJ Jefferson coming back. Man, that dude hasn't been in very many situations. He's not going to encounter this year, if any. He's been around the block. He's a seasoned vet. He's the best quarterback in the SEC. Jaden Daniels is maybe the only one I could see the argument for. Very talented. KJ is the best quarterback in the SEC. I think we have one of the best running back rooms in the country, probably the SEC. You know, I know the offensive line has some question marks. I trust Sam and make sure that's taken care of. We got a receiving core that seems to have a lot of potential. The talent is there. We just have to, we got to go win ball games. That's the bottom line. 
There's yeah. no reason we should have lost to AM last year. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's just a joke. So. And like you said, you talk about injuries. We we're talking about the car, you know, Catalan and, and that injury mm-hmm. really set the tone for the defense. But you look at the praise that KJ's getting and the lack of talent that has been around him. He's had good receivers. I'm, I mean, you got Burks, but if you yeah. look at the, the talent that he's had compared to the hype around him and what he's been able to do with his arms and his legs, you, you got to, I mean, even put more respect on his name that he's been able to do what he's done with only one star receiver and Traylon Burks. And, and so that just shows, I mean, if he has a healthy season under his, you know, and he just has a completely healthy season, he's going to blow the doors off of his final year. And that is another thing that, that he wants to go out of and knowing that, he was respected as a passer too, but you got to have people to throw to. And on the offensive side, that's going to be one of them things that that's going to be the biggest question mark. We have, he got some good guys to throw to, but let's see how big those chips are on the shoulders of like, you got a lot of underdogs. You got a lot of yeah. dogs coming in and you're throwing to. And I think that's going to be, you're at somebody going out that is just as hungry as these new cats coming in. And I think this offense is going to really be very explosive. I agree. Uh, I love what I've heard about Isaac Tislaw. That's how you say his name, I hope. <laughs> Andrew Armstrong, Tyrone Broden, Jadian Wilson. I, I mean, and I, we've already talked about the running back room. I'm so glad that Varkey's gum situation ironed out and that he's coming back. I mean, there is no reason that this offense can't compete. I just – you can't convince me otherwise. I'm not saying we're Alabama, but, I mean, you put Alabama's offense up against ours right now, I mean – Come on, I mean, there's there's no reason. Experience matters. KJ's experience, Rocket's experience. I just I have a feeling that that offense is going to have the ability to produce. The question mark for me, I think, is maybe U two is the defense, maybe the secondary. There's still some question marks. I love the defensive line depth we built. We've brought in some good stuff in the portal for linebacker. I'm a huge Poupal fan. Yeah, the pieces are there. The pieces are there. I just don't. I don't. We just got to produce, brother. We got to produce. We got to win. Shut out ball games. I think the biggest thing holding Arkansas back from beating Alabama this year is the name on the front of their jersey. This I, is I agree. Least <laughs> this is the least talented Alabama team they've had in probably six, seven years. Yeah. And I mean, you could probably, if you want to be honest, I mean, go way back to the, you know, 2012, 2013, when they had AJ McCarron and, and then uh, Coker. You know, that's just how dominant Alabama's been. And now don't. Yeah. You my words of saying that they're not talented. When I oh, say no. that, and I'm talking pretty much to the audience of, you know, that's just how talented Alabama has been. That this is the least talented. You know, look at look at my team in Clemson. I mean, this is the worst team they've had in since 2011, and they still won 10 games. Granted, they play in the ACC, but you know, yeah. it, it it's that's a whole different conversation and, and um, conference. But you know, this sets up where if they stay healthy and they go into these games and they're not intimidated, you win that A&M game because you're not intimidated or you win that LSU game because you're not intimidated. Sure. Now I will say if they give us a six o'clock kickoff PM kickoff in Baton Rouge, that's going to be a little bit tougher to win that. Yeah. And LSU is on a big high when it comes to their athletic program. I mean, just the baseball, the women's basketball football is doing, you know, you win the sec West and football. So, you know, they're coming off a high. So, that could really help Arkansas as, you know, how well are they prepared coming into this game? Sure. But now your position where you got to start outscoring, outscoring the other team. You know, or your defense got to step up, you know. If, if I'm going to have anybody to go into Baton Rouge for war, though, it's going to be K.J. Jefferson. He started there as a freshman, I'm pretty sure. I think he started his freshman year under Chad Morris. And then he went there again in 2021. So this is his third trip back. You can't tell me that, dude is not ready. He knows the scheme. He knows how this goes. So we're blessed to have that, but it's still tough, man. It's tough to win in Baton Rouge, especially yep. early in the season. And I don't know. But you played them tight, you know, last year, you know, 13-10 yep. game. I mean, of course, it was 11 a.m. kickoff, but still yet, you know, that with was a second-string quarterback. Game. Yes. And and then yeah. with Alabama, I mean, you had Milrow, if, he, if they would have been able to adjust and, and – Stop the zone read. That would have been a closer game. It, it's just oh my gosh. We always say, well, I think we're if if Arkansas had a a 
named by their you, it'd be what if you. I just, <laughs> I just think yeah. when it comes to, and that goes for all sports. What if you? I think I just coined a phrase for Arkansas, but yeah. You, then you move down to the Donut Missouri game. I want your opinion from a fan's outsider's opinion. Why haven't they been able to get this game? Why does Drinkwitz always get to walk out with that smug look, light that cigar, and take that trophy back to Columbia? Well, I, I, I do think that it being at the end of the season is a big problem for us. We've had some major issues the last couple of years with people being really banged up. The, the COVID year that we went up there and lost, we were banged up. Grant Morgan got real banged up at the end of that, or maybe it was 20. No, it was 2020. We got real banged up at the end of the game, and there was, if I'm not mistaken, I think we had a two-point conversion that we got. Mike Woods caught, and then we let them march right down the field for a field goal. Our defense couldn't stop them. I, I, I think us being hurt and banged up had a problem there. The next year, we played them at home. We beat them, and then we go back again. And the defensive struggles from being banged up, it's the end of the season. We're playing a lot of people who honestly probably shouldn't be out there, but we have to have bodies. If you play Missouri at the first of the season, I'm, I would bet my entire month's paycheck that we don't lose that ball game. I, I don't think we do. And outside of the smack talk back and forth, Arkansas, to me, seems like they're in a different place with their football program right now. Um. But it's hard for me to say that until we start stringing more wins together. I, I mean, there's there's no reason at all we should lose that to that ball club. So hopefully this year we put that to bed because um, that's getting old. You have to. And and when it comes to OU, Texas coming to the league, there's no more divisions. You know, Missouri's going to be one of them teams you have to beat. You've got to beat them. You've got to beat Mississippi State. you got to beat the Ole Miss. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not, Lane Kiffin's not doing, you know, recruiting like – you know, a, a Kirby Smart or, you know, Nick Saban or Brian Kelly. You know, you've got to be able to take care of those games that you know you can take care of. Then every other year or every three years, beat an Alabama or beat an LSU. You know, you've got to get to the point to where you're, you're top two, top three, well, top three or top four in the West, and that gives you a chance to sneak up and be top two. That gives you a chance to somehow all the cards play out just right and you end up winning the West. It, 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 this is the most, I would say, not crucial, but I think this is going to be one of the most important years for Arkansas when it comes to the trajectory of where this program could go. I mean, we've seen it with I agree. Bielema and, and riding high on him, and then he just gets complacent and they fall down. We see, you know, Bobby Petrino and that whole incident when you think, you know, I think this is where the uptick happens or we're going to find out, you know, what's going to happen after, you know, the, the whole Browse and Odom situation. But back to the Browse and Odom deal. I mean, they are brought in to set a foundation, man. I, yeah. Sam Pittman, everybody real, don't realize, and I think a lot of the, the frustration when, when it comes to the Razorback fans, they forget where this team was after, you know, getting blown out by Western Kentucky. And you got, <laughs> yeah, they said 25,000 fans in the stands when you probably had 10 to 15. Yeah. You had brand we were new in a different place, come, man. And it was horrible. It, it was the yeah, worst was. time to be a Razorback fan because you had that. You had mediocre Mike at the helm of, of your basketball program and I think also for the athletics as a whole at the University of Arkansas look at how much success we've had in basketball and baseball but when it comes to the football program that's always been that the the black sheep of the family Mm -hmm. telling you you have a year kind of like what LSU's had but you have to have football be that number one priority I'm telling you it could do wonders for this whole fan base if you have string a couple of nine, ten win yeah. seasons, I think, I think we are still seeing. Even though last year was a struggle, I think some of these kids that have committed to Arkansas, they get in there and they 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 talk to these coaches and they can point out, you know, this is why we had these struggles last year. This is what we're building to that nine win season that we had, Pittman's uh, second year. We're, I truly believe that we're still seeing some of the dividends of that of these kids watching these games and seeing Traylon Burks be Burks and see KJ do what KJ does. When you have these successes on the field, not only do the fans see it and relish, but these kids who are in high school 
who are going to play at that next level, they see that as well. No, these kids want to go somewhere. They want to go for winning traditions. And I agree with you. I think this year is extremely crucial. Five, six wins ain't going to cut it. I'm sorry. We're, this is we're in year four now. Uh, I know that we replaced our coordinators, but we didn't make slouch coordinator hires, in my opinion. No, no. Uh, we didn't. This isn't. We didn't hire. I don't even remember the guy's name that worked under Chad Morris, the guy that came from. I couldn't even tell you where. Hmm. I mean, this isn't. This isn't some. Uh, this isn't some grade school hire. I mean, these guys know what they're doing. They have high energy. They're proven, and I just don't see why Sam and this coaching staff and the, and the crop of players we have can't get above that seven, eight, maybe even nine win mark, even with the tough schedule. Yeah, I and that, I don't that see I can. a lot about Sam Pittman because you, you, everybody again forgets who was wanting to come to Arkansas and coach this team. No, nobody wanted to touch Arkansas. Yeah. No, no coach wanted to come. That was that's where you, they sent you off. To die. To die. <laughs> and for, for them to bring in Sam Pittman and him to bring this kind of out of the cellar, now you have people wanting to come and build on what Sam's done. That says a yeah. lot of him and his character. And you're going to get a lot of guys that, you know, with this NIL and with, you know, the transfer portal, you get guys who want to come here and play. Some of these guys, this is their last chance. And look what he's been able to do. Look what him and Musselman – have been able to capitalize, not only you're bringing these star players in, you're making them better. You're making them NFL prospects. Yep. And I think that's a thing that gets undervalued is he's developing these players into becoming better better people. You look at Drew Sanders. You know, he, he was just an average guy at Alabama and then ends up coming and becoming, you know, a draft pick in, in the NFL. Yep. So – you got to keep the momentum going. I think he's got a fresh start. You've got some guys around him that's really going to have a could have a breakout year. But I I stand by the fact this is going to be one of the most important because if we can say all we want. I mean, football matters. Football's at number one, and I don't think it's a close one to two and three. Now, baseball, basketball, you can toggle those, but for the main people, football is the king. Yep. And then it's in between football and I mean, basketball and baseball. If Arkansas reels off an eight, nine, 10 win season this year with the schedule they have, and then you go into this new, I mean, it could do wonders. I mean, you know, Pittman's going to get a, a contract extension, but it's just going to send KJ, one of them guys who stuck by this program that you don't see with this transfer portal era. You'd hardly yep. see a guy sticking around for four years for the program. I think people like that deserve to be rewarded for the work they've put in. And I think that's why I'm leaning more towards that eight, nine win opposed to the, again, we don't know how injuries are, but everything plays out. I mean, I think the ceiling's nine. I, I mean, I feel like I've said it a hundred times talking here to you, but I can't, I mean, it is so important to me as a fan, I think, and as a player too, well, you're talking about K KJ, and he's a full-grown man. This dude is yeah. – this isn't some 18-year-old yeah. high school that we – out of Sardis. Yep. This dude is a full-blown man who knows he's been around the block. And like you said, in a day and age where loyalty isn't very high, he stuck around, he went through the bad times. I think it's time that he gets paid off in the right way, and I think he's got the tools to do it. I think he's athletically gifted. I think – I don't think KJ gets accredited enough, too, for how smart he is on the field. I know that – He's had moments where he's made mistakes, but he's not perfect. I mean, there's no telling what mistakes we'd be making on the field. I think he's ready, and I think this is his year. I think that's probably why he came back. I think he could up his draft stock potentially. I don't know a whole lot about the uh, the NFL, but I think another thing, too, is we need to get more players drafted. Yeah. I think that's really valuable from a recruiting standpoint. I know Burks, that was probably big for a recruiting standpoint, getting someone drafted in the first round, Drew Sanders getting drafted we, we got to start getting more guys drafted I think Rocket will obviously go to the NFL um I think KJ has a, has a possibility and then beyond there I don't know but we're trending in the right direction we just got to win ball games I mean that's what it comes down to yeah if, if you, you're not winning ball games if you have a year like Musselman did with with three first round draft picks or you have two guys going to first and then one go early you know in the second round I mean that all that does is boost of what's going yeah. on at Arkansas because and you're getting guys that and there is a difference. There is a difference between a portal guy coming over and that one year he, you know, he did a little bit better, but yet, you know, it's hard who gets to claim him per se, but 
you know, you get a guy like KJ that can go, I mean, and, and get drafted. Now, Rocket, I mean, we know the value of a running back in the in the league right now. You know, you're not hardly ever going to see a first-round top 10 running back. I mean, it's just not yeah. how the, the way the NFL is anymore, you know, because the shelf life of a running back. They don't want to invest the millions in a running yeah. back. They can get him on the back end of a contract. But, you know, they, they have the talent. They have the schedule. It's going to be brutal, but it, it's just the thing that I think that they come through that four-game stretch and – enough where they're not just totally beat down, they have a chance to really finish out those last four games. I agree. I'm I'm ready to endure it as a fan. I can't wait for football to be back around. We're close. Yes, we're very media close. Media days next week. Yeah. days next week. Yes, sir. That is the media days next week. The talking season. That's that's the unofficial <laughs> start of, of the football year. Uh, Phil Steelbook's out of – course when you talk about arkansas sports the hootens books out so i call that the yeah. unofficial official uh beginning of the arkansas high school um beginning of their season is when the hootens book comes out but uh before we yeah, go i've got, go I've got kane archer here in greenwood yeah. I, I, I so I, I mean i know that's uh you know uh, quite a ways down the road but i'm excited to watch some high school football oh, watch some recruits right. play i've got a couple yeah. Arkansas recruits down here right down the road that I get to go watch. I can't wait. I love high school football. Well, that game last year against Northside. I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, the way he – I mean, how how much time was left in the game? There, there was not much Seconds. Time. Second. But, no, I mean, yeah. they were down like 18 points or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got I you. mean, that, the comeback was insane. And and yeah. I, I I told Sully, you got to call – you just might as well just call the – the call of the year right there. I mean, for the, it's going to take a, a last second state championship win for him as a freshman, you know, to be yeah. able to do that. I mean, it's insane, but yeah, I'll he, say he, this. He is from a fan standpoint, I, I'm not an evaluator or recruiting evaluator. He is one of the most fluid gifted and talented young quarterbacks that I've ever seen. And I can't wait to see how he develops over time. I think he's got a really high ceiling. I, well, he, I think he, most he's people do. Place. I mean, you've, I mean, you've talked about quarterback you. You can't go <laughs> in Greenwood. I mean, you yeah. go back. I watched Brooks Copney as a sophomore do things that Kane Archer was doing. I mean, making he had a, a, a receiver that they were breaking national records back then. And I want to say 98, uh, Brooks Copney and, and Weibel. I always get Weibel, Weibel. I think Chris Weibel was his name. Just a dynamic duo. And then Tyler Wilson and, and Bell and then, of course, Nolan. You know, you just have these slew of quarterbacks. And me and Kevin Bohannon, we were talking about back when we, we, we were in high school, just the the play of the quarterbacks back then. You had Zach Clark, you had Josh Floyd, Jared McBride. I mean, we could go on and on and on about these quarterbacks pre-social media that would have – I mean, your, those highlight films would have blown people out of the water, you know. Yeah. But – I guess before we break out of here, you know, tell everybody where they can find you, where to start following you if they're not already following you, where they can catch your videos. And and I know it's one of the things you're not a, a, a eight to five Monday through Friday guy. So, you know, <laughs> it, yeah, turn them notifications on when he's ready to roll. Well, I know a lot of people watching this are likely from the state of Arkansas. So you can find me on Facebook. I post daily. I have done. I've posted daily since 2019. Just search Zachary Hall, Arkansas Storm Tracker. I've got a YouTube channel, Zachary Hall, Arkansas Storm Tracker. I have a Twitter account. It's at WXZachary. Um, and I've got Instagram and TikTok. That's not really Arkansas-centriated, but uh, the main ones for sure, Facebook and YouTube. Uh, if severe weather, if inclement weather of any kind is on the way, uh, you'll hear from me about it. Now, I don't do seven-day forecasts. You can get that on any mobile app or any mobile news station. But if something significant, you know, a big-ticket weather event's on the way, I'll probably have some thoughts on it and I'd be glad to help you if you're trying to plan an event or if you're just interested in knowing about it, you'll, you'll find it on my Facebook or YouTube or anything like that. So thank you for letting me plug myself. Hey, I appreciate it. Oh man. That's, that's what we're all about. I mean, it's one of those <laughs> that even if you're not in Arkansas, I mean, we support what you do. I mean, it's just yeah. one of the things that it's watch those, those storms come in and those, the tornadoes and just the sheer beauty, but yet, you know, the danger of it. I think that's the one of the most fascinating things when it comes to this earth it is, is watching a tornado. I mean, a mile wide, two miles wide, and 
you know there's devastation in there, but you can't stop. You can't help but look at it and yeah. watch the beauty of Mother Nature and stuff. But, no, we always appreciate you coming on, man. Definitely going to be following your stuff and and keep plugging on and, and give us a shout-out every now and then. I'm sure you know Absolutely. you need, need some podcasts to listen to while you're on the open yeah. road. So hopefully hopefully be in, we can be in the rotation. Absolutely. I appreciate you, man. Hey, no problem. You have a good evening. Yeah, see you. That was Zachary Hall, professional storm chaser, right here from Arkansas. Uh, come across his page, linked up, wanted to, you know, do some stuff with him and get him on the show. But before we go, I really want to talk about um, uh, the time we had uh, at Eureka Springs Zipline. Um, it's in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. I'm telling you what, I, I am personally going to share a personal thing like uh, scared of heights. I am one of them that is um, – I'm scared of heights, being on the platforms and stuff. But I'm telling you, me and the family went to Eureka Springs and booked a trip. Will and Kendra hooked us up. And uh, you get there and, you know, you get buckled up, get strapped in. Two guides, one's catching you, one's throwing you. And you go through nine different little courses. And I'm telling you, this isn't a, a kitty park. This isn't the teacups. This isn't um, small things. This is really legit zip lining through the Ozarks. Beautiful exhilarating had a lot of fun they and and the coolest thing the smallest thing but the coolest thing is they give you these lanyards that you can put your cell phone in and you can sit there and record yourself and record family doing these uh the guides we had peter and ricky were just amazing when it comes to the knowledge and just having a great time and you know the whole group we were with you know going out there and blast i mean it's a two hour long deal it's not like a you go ride a couple of zip lines and then you're done. Now, if, if you just want to ride a couple, they have a three where you ride three of the zip lines, a little immediate course, and then you can. But I'm telling you, if you ride the three, you're going to want to do more. I mean, there's nine total and they're planning on building more stuff. And it was just an amazing time. You can go to their website at www.eurekaspringszipline.com or call them at 479-363-8111. Talk to Kendra. She's the one man in the phones. I'm telling you, customer service is, I mean, 10 out of 10 on getting us hooked up, getting us to go out there. So we really appreciate them for letting us come and, and experience that. People that took a chance, four owners took a chance, built their own. I mean, this is something they built from the ground up. They, they bought this land, right? As you're coming out of Huntsville, coming into Eureka Springs, it's on your left-hand side of the road. Easy to find uh, when you get done ziplining. They got a little area for refreshments, adult beverages. So definitely going to have, you're going to have the best time. I mean, right now I know it's a little warm, but you just wait till the tree, the leaves change and the color of the fall. You go out there and book your trip. I'm sure they, they run seven days a week. Um, I mean, it's one of the things where you get there, I think 11 and their last one's at five, but be sure to call them at 479-363-8111 for that. But tomorrow night, we got right here live again at seven o'clock, John Neighbors from the Buzz, Out of Bounds coming in, locked on Razorbacks to come in to talk preview SEC media days, get here's football team, buzz on buzz crime, but we'll catch you here live tomorrow at 7 p.m. for Porter Hayes. Thank you for tuning in. And again, thank you, Zachary Hall, for coming on. And, and best of luck. Safe travels on his next chase. But that will do it, and we'll catch you tomorrow night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.